Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. What do you think? A man had two sons. And he went to his first and he said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterwards he changed his mind and he went. And he went to the other son and he said the same. And he answered, I will go, sir. But he did not. Which of the two did the will of his father? Last week, we had talked about what biblical faith looks like. How a saving faith on our heart necessitates action in our life. This week, we ask, are we walking in Jesus Christ? Is what we say with our lips what we do with our life? For every believer, There's a struggle that wages between the desires of our flesh and the Spirit of God that lives in us. And it's God's will for our life that we live in His Spirit, living in Christ. In fact, God has prepared things for us to do as we are living in him. It can be easy for us to focus on us rather than on Jesus Christ. And like the second son in the parable, we can be quick to say yes with our lips, but slow to surrender to the will of God. Our understanding of who God is and who we are in Christ Jesus is the most important thing in our life. As we live out our earthly life in our earthly bodies, we tend to focus on earthly things, our own goals, and our own lives not recognizing we are God's chosen people, set apart for a chosen purpose. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. In his eyes, we are the righteousness of Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus at the cross. And this can be one of the most difficult things for us to wrap our minds around. 
when we struggle through cycles of guilt or shame. God wants us to know in the very depths of our heart that he has set us free from sin. And when he looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. If you joined us last week on our podcast about biblical faith, part one, you would remember that the faith preached by Jesus and the apostles is confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. And if you would like clarification on what biblical faith is, I encourage you to listen to Biblical Faith Part 1. There is nothing we can do to add to what Jesus has already done for us. The work of salvation is finished. Jesus is the only and the final sacrifice for sin that is pleasing to God. And now we who believe in Jesus Christ have the privilege of understanding and growing in the knowledge and grace of what Jesus has already done. Ephesians 2, 8-10 through 10 says, For by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Today, I want to focus on this verse from Ephesians, specifically verse 10, Ephesians 2, 10. It begins by saying, for we are his workmanship. The word for workmanship here is describing the thing that has been made. It's describing the product of creation. It's a word, it is a word that emphasizes the thing that is created. It's a material thing. It's an object. And everywhere that this word is used in Scripture, it's used to refer to the physical creation. In Romans chapter 1, verse 10, Paul uses this same exact word to describe the things that have been made. When he says, since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. As I continued to study this, I found that in Scripture, this word is used in Psalms, Ecclesiastes, Isaiah, all used to describe the physical creation. Paul is bringing together the concepts 
that we are God's physical creation, and when we believe in Jesus, we will be or are a new spiritual creation created in him. It isn't a mistake that believers are called a new creation. God is the owner of all things. He is the creator of all things, visible and invisible. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. When we heard the word of truth, the message about Christ, and believed in our hearts, we became a new creation. Just as his word created mankind physically, so his word through the gospel creates you spiritually. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Colossians 3.9 and 10 says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Just as we read in Colossians, we are to put on the new creation and put off the old. There are times that a brother or a sister in Christ can be caught in or even blind to sin that's in their life. And all who have put their trust in Jesus are growing in the knowledge and grace of what Jesus has done. Everyone has blind spots and issues that they have to work through. And just as we read in Colossians, when this happens, sin begins to compound itself. People can lie to one another to cover up their sin, rather than be honest and receive the healing that comes through confession. Because people can try to justify their sin rather than understand the power of God's grace, the apostles spoke to the issue directly. Here are just a few of the scriptures to remind us that God's grace is the power of God that allows us to get back up when we fall and move forward into the light. Romans 6.15 says, What then? Are we to sin because we're not under the law but under grace? 
by no means. James 2.17 says, So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And Galatians 5.16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. One of the mysteries that Paul speaks about being revealed in the New Testament is that under the New Covenant, the believer now has God living in them. This means the Holy Spirit will be working out their salvation. It's also referred to in Scripture as sanctification. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The process of sanctification, or working out your salvation, is ongoing in the life of a believer. Scripture describes it as putting off the old man and putting on the new creation, the one created in Christ Jesus. Early on in the faith, I received some advice that helped me through some personal misunderstandings, which came in part from my lack of patience. After I had trusted in the risen Jesus Christ, I had an expectation that God would just simply take over and purify me in a quick order. But a brother in Christ understood my impatience. And he told me, look back on your new life after five years and see what the Lord has done. In hindsight, admittedly, I can be a slow learner, but eventually I began to see that I was still holding on to a lot of past behaviors past pain, and bitterness from my past. And I had to understand the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, not only towards me, but towards those who had hurt me. And I had to recognize who I was in Jesus Christ as a new creation. Praise God for His patience 
Praise God for his kindness. Praise God for his discipline and ultimately for his Holy Spirit working out our lives. That we can be made more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. Now let's head back into Ephesians where Paul moves us into this idea of walking in the Spirit by teaching us that we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. What we do is to be a continuation of giving our heart to Jesus Christ just as we did when we first came to him. This is walking in the Holy Spirit. When we first came to Christ, we gave our hearts to him. We surrendered to him. We offered our hearts to a new master, to the Savior, Jesus Christ. But often, we go back to living in our flesh, in our own way of doing things, to our old habits, our old behaviors, not even realizing what we're doing. So how do we see when we're blind? The scripture tells us we need to renew our minds. In Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So as we present our lives and purify our bodies as a living sacrifice, God will continue to reveal his will to us and help us to discern his will. Back in Ephesians, we had just learned that when we surrendered our hearts to Jesus, we began a journey of being created in Christ Jesus for good works. Paul goes on to say, which God has prepared beforehand. So when we submit our will to the will of God, God has things for us to do. As Jesus taught us during his most difficult trial in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, Father, but yours be done. Just as we spoke about earlier, our surrender to the will of God began when we trusted Jesus. And now, as a child of God, your Heavenly Father loves you more than you could ever know. He has plans for your life. 
Consider the relationship between an earthly parent and their child. If the parent has wonderful blessings planned for their child, the blessings will come as the child learns responsibility and obedience. Yet what if the child refuses to listen and is constantly insisting on doing things their own way? What happens in that relationship? Well, first, the work the parent had for them to do would have to be done by someone else. And second, the lesson would never be learned by that child. And finally, the child would never receive the blessings the parent so desired for them. One of my favorite quotes from C.S. Lewis is where he says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition, when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he can't imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. When a child of God begins to see Christ Jesus being lived out in their daily life, they begin to see that the events of their life have long been prepared for them to live out God's kindness and forgiveness. The Apostle Paul finishes up that we should walk in them. What does this look like? Not surprisingly, we have a tendency to take over things in our own lives. When what we should be doing is yielding to God. Second, we need to take Romans 8.28 to heart, which tells us that we know for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. We need to start our day in God's word and in prayer so that we can begin the day surrendered to his plan, listening to what he may have for us. We also need to stay alert, be ready for God to work, and be aware of the devil's temptations. Our present circumstances are part of God's plan for our lives. We need to learn to be content in the circumstances we are currently in. When things go sour and people are cruel and hurtful, remember God is good. You're his child. And this is an opportunity to show Christ. It's very easy to want to fight or run away, but to speak the truth in love and gentleness 
in the face of injustice, is God's way. Make Jesus Christ the focus of everything you say and do. Be the stability in an instable world. Bring Christ into every area of your life. The focus of your work, the focus of your family, the focus of your playtime. Our surrender to Jesus Christ begins at our salvation, but it needs to continue throughout all of our life. As we continue our journey, being led through God's Word and through the Holy Spirit, remember that God has plans for every day. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understandings. 